Like the rose. Poof he went. Draw the other channels. They are all disappeared. This is chaos. The rest is empty with no brain, but the clever nerd, the best MC with no chain you ever heard. Take it from the tech nine holder. They bit and don't know they own shine from Shinola. Everything that glitter ain't fish scale. Let me think, don't let her think, get Ishmael. A shot of Jack out of back, it's not an axe stack. Forgot about the cackalack, holla back. Clack, clack, clack up, villainy. Feel them in your heart, chocolate chart, top of start, shit, stop of Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, 24th podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. After a very long week off, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Sunday, fun day, uh, not for me, pause the music, I'm having a very bad Sunday today, do you want to know why? Traveled a lot on my time off, traveled all over Texas, uh, East Texas to Central Texas, back to Texas, back to Florida, drove from Florida, from Texas to Florida, flew from Florida to Texas, drove all around Southeast Texas trying to get fishing. Going with my relatives, spending time with my family. It was very fun, but very exhausting, and I'm still feeling tired. I have a massive headache. Um, the Cowboys are playing probably one of the worst games in years. Um, burn the tape. Burn it. Watch it. Um, absorb it. And then go ahead and burn it, because uh, this isn't a reflection of the Dallas Cowboys at all, I think, for this year. I'm glad that this type of a game happened. It's 30 to 0. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But these types of games they happen all the time and I'm I mean good god. It's like I thought the Ravens and the Vikings were going to be a blowout. It's 24 to 24. Um the Jags are beating the Bills. 6 to 9. Bills. Josh Allen has two interceptions. Raiders are losing to the Giants. All of my game day picks from last week went tipped up. And it seems like this week is no exception as well. Apparently, all of the bad teams decided to play the best football of the entire season at the most pivotal and most important part of the season, which is midway through to the end of the season. Apparently, teams that are just so freaking terrible, they decided to get up. They didn't decide to get down, which frustrates me because it's ruining my success rate. I already gave up on being 30, not 30, but getting 70% this year. It's not happening. Just like Dallas winning against freaking the Broncos, but I'm pausing my music. Maybe Cincinnati, maybe they can help me out here. Help me have some solace some return to normalcy, some success here as Joe Burrow goes up against the absolutely dreaded Cleveland Browns. More on that in a couple of minutes. We got kind of a welcome back podcast for me, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's podcast. Offsides like walk ride with Starfleet, off pride types now talk wide with Scar Me. Told ya, want some get rich shit. As he get older, he get colder than a witch tit. 
This is it, make no mistakes. Where my niggas go? Oh, Figaro, Figaro. I'll see him. Yeah, listen. If you can get to the fire. That, ladies and gentlemen, you may be wondering. What the hell is that, 24? Where did you get that song? What have you been doing for the last week? I just told you I was spending a lot of time with my family, but, you know, I got, I mean, I got a little bit antsy, all right? Got a little bit antsy. Saw some vinyl that was available. Went to a vinyl record shop. Went to it, saw it, loved what I saw, loved some of the, uh, some of the, the selections that they had. I was very excited. And so I decided, you know what? Let me, let me, you know, let me dip into it. Got some vinyl records. One of them was the Notorious Mad Villainy 2. Have it right here next to me. I think it's better than the first one. I'm not a big fan of the first one. There's not a lot of tracks that I like on it. But I do love the second one. I love the second one. Got it. You'd be surprised at how rare this vinyl was about a year ago before the great and indomitable MF Doom passed on. It's very rare. Or at least it was. And then Stone's Throw essentially was like, let's re-release all of his all of his um vinyl because there is a huge demand for it because people wanted to listen to his music. And you know what? Shout out to Stone's Throw. I wish that they had done it sooner so that way people could have appreciated MF Doom while he was alive. That was No Brain on Mad Villainy Part 2. Or is it Mad Villainy Mad Libs remix? I don't know. We'll just say Mad Villainy Part 2. No Brain. It's the second song on the record. It's my favorite song, ironically enough, on the record. After, like... I didn't like Figaro on Mad Villainy. Just remixed all of his songs and oh my gosh. Awesome, awesome um, <clears throat> album. Now, a lot, let's, let's be honest. A lot has changed. A lot has um, circulated in the last week and a half. Really almost two weeks since I've been gone. A lot has changed. Let's not pretend that it hasn't. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. Cleveland is without Odell Beckham Jr. And it's not because they traded him. Dak Prescott did not play on Sunday against the Vikings and the Cowboys somehow found a way. A lot of backup quarterbacks. Yes, I've been following sports even though I have been on vacation. I know what's going on. I'm just giving you a nice little cliff notes. What's been going on? A lot's been going on. And don't worry, we'll touch on that tomorrow. We'll hit on that tomorrow. Today, I kind of want to talk about what's relevant within some of these football teams. And I also want to talk about um, football as well. I was watching Atlanta versus the Saints and uh, I was, you know, I was having fun. I got some bad news today. I mean, I was like, literally, the vacation was seeing family members again, you know, kind of breaking that bread, seeing everybody. Did I leave yesterday? No, I didn't. I was like, it feels like, God, dude, I, I like, 
Oh, God, this last week and a half, it's been, it feels like a month. It's felt like a month for me. And on top of that, it's also been like, I mean, I'm so disoriented. I'm still disoriented. I'm like, I still can't believe I'm like sleeping in my bed. I slept on the floor. I haven't slept in like a bed in like, for like a week and a half. It, it's been bad. Slept on a couch multiple times. Slept on multiple couches. Slept on the floor, even though I was offered the bed. I'm like, I'm not going to take your bed. Slept on the floor. It's very weird. Have a headache now. I'm just disoriented. Regardless, a lot has changed. A lot of uh, a lot of things have been going on in the last week and a half. Okay, so let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. here. As I'm watching Cleveland versus Cincinnati, yes, we will cast it. Yes, we will get into it. Yes, I will be doing a little bit of play-by-play. Yes, 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 yes. I know! Odo Beckham Jr., I think, officially got released by the Cleveland Browns as of Friday. I was kind of like trying to be as in tune as possible as I could be um, with Odo Beckham Jr. And he will clear waivers tomorrow, which is Monday. Now couple of quick things and I'll get more into that you know what I won't you know I won't delay I won't delay you know I won't delay I saw something from a DD King Kabbalah okay saw something like Friday afternoon or whatever and I was just like that's wrong so I'm like that's <laughs> I'm like that's wrong I gotta talk about it on the podcast I was like that's wrong it's wrong but um <clears throat> Odell's gone, and essentially, let me let me try and find the clip. It's on. It's on Ian Rappaport's timeline. Where is it? God, there's so much news going on over the last couple of days. Then I like had to restart my computer because my here it is. Okay, cool. So, Aditi Kinkabala, if you don't know her, she is a beat writer or beat reporter, I guess, for the NFL Network. She covers the beat of, like, the AFC North, I guess. So she does Bengals. She does Steelers. Uh, she does the um, the Browns as well. And she does the Ravens. And she's all over the place. I like her a lot. I like her a lot. And Odell, on Friday, or on Tuesday, or whenever, he essentially... You know, has a bunch of people coming to his defense, as they should. Family members, friends. I'm not going to blame his family members and friends for, you know, for defending him. But, I mean, let's also be honest. Odell Beckham Jr. has dropped some passes in the, uh, the last year. But what I will also say, and what I am also consistent on saying, and what I will continue to be consistent on saying, ladies and gentlemen... So I think Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the best wideouts in the NFL, period, in a discussion. I think he's top 10. I think he is on, or at least was on, a very bad football team. Maybe not a bad football team, but yeah, I think he had a bad quarterback for his quarterback. And I think that that inversely affected his play. And a lot of people want to bring out the whole, he's a diva. Odell Beckham Jr., he's a diva. He's a diva. I want to bring out tired old narratives and things of that nature. And it's just like, listen, man, um, like, I don't care. 
Does he catch passes and touchdowns at the height of his career? Yes. Was he one of the best players in the NFL at the height of his career? Yes. I don't care if he demands the ball or if he makes out with kicking nets. I don't care. Does he do his job? Yes. Okay, we don't have a freaking problem. The only point in time where people have problems with Odell Beckham Jr. are problems, excuse me, times like this, okay? When he's not doing his job. When he's not catching quick slants. When he's not freaking playing at the height that he that we all know that he can play at. That's the problem. Okay? Has he dropped pa- Yes, he has dropped passes. Has he dropped easy passes? Yes, he has dropped easy passes. But when you watch his games, when you watch him play, when you watch the Browns play, as I have for the majority of the season, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the thing that I don't understand in the, in the NFL this year. I don't understand this. Way too many people are, are juiced up about, they want to freaking put him six feet under. I'm not going to put him six feet under. I'm going to get my defibrillator, and I'm going to resuscitate Odell Beckham Jr., and I'm going to raise him like he's the Undertaker again, and I'm going to have him freaking putting people in a tombstone, putting them six feet under instead of my guy Odell Beckham Jr. So in the case of Odell, Yes, is he, is he, by the way, I just saw the Joe Burrow pick six against Denzel, against the Browns by Denzel Ward. But is Odell Beckham Jr. as great as he once was? Yes and no. He, he has some, uh, some issues with dropping the football, things of that nature, but... Overall, is he still one of the best wideouts in the NFL? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. I will not take Odell Beckham Jr. slander here. Now, is he somebody that people should target now? No. No. I don't know how healthy he is. Um, I don't know how much money. I wouldn't target him in waivers. I would bring him in. I would... Negotiate if I was one of these fringe teams, I would call, I would make a phone call. I would. I would make a phone call. Um, that's kind of the reality of the situation. As I am literally on Twitter right now, try, about to play you this Aditi Kinkabala clip. Um, and I am literally seeing that Baker Mayfield is trending. And I really, really hope that it's for bad news. Because... Uh, I do this shit live, and I am about to fucking roast Baker Mayfield. And yikes, if literally everything that I'm about to say gets... Let let me put it to you like this. I'm about to eat a gigantic dirt sandwich, or I'm about to walk in like I am a pimp into a five-star restaurant, and I'm about to cut up a filet mignon medium rare on the chef's dock it on the chef's ticket, not on my fare, on the chef's fare, they're going to give me a nice, tall glass of a Mexican vanilla milkshake. I got it at Alamo Draft House when I was watching the new My Hero Academia movie because I'm sober and I don't drink any alcohol. I'm going to get a nice milkshake, a nice steak, some fries, cut up the steak. I'm going to either be feasting and beasting on that steak 
or I'm going to be taking a nice freaking dirt sandwich here in a couple of minutes because I'm about to roast Baker Mayfield. As I literally see that the, it, he's trending on Twitter with like 40,000 tweets. He has gone viral, ladies and gentlemen. But Baker is, not Baker, Odell, you know, he's he is still one of the best wideouts in the NFL. I think the issue is quarterback. I think the issue is he does not have a great quarterback. I think the issue is that if he had, for example, a Tom Brady, a Dak Prescott. I know Dak hasn't played very well today, and hey, that you know, that happens. Like, like these games happen where you're like, fuck, this game is terrible. Um, Dak's not playing well. It's like 30 to 0. I get it. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. I get it. He's not playing well, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Tom Brady. Uh, Matt Stafford, you know, on we can list Kyler Murray. We can go on and on and on and list how many awesome quarterbacks there are in the NFL. You get it. I get it. We get it. Let me take a swig. But this weird, like, we're going to protect Baker Mayfield. We're going to protect Baker Mayfield. It's like it's like people are offensive linemen. They're like, you know, let me get in my two-point stance. Let me just kick sack back. Let me kick that back. Let me just, let me freaking, you know, just have my arms out. Let me just punch, you know, the the uh, the defense alignment. Let me just punch them out. Just punch them, punch them, punch them. Let me prevent them from getting at Baker Mayfield. Let me prevent Baker Mayfield from realizing any criticism with his accuracy, with his, you know, decision-making, with any mechanical me- improvements, any technical improvements. Let me freaking, you know, defend him from any valid criticism whatsoever that should 1,000% be leveled to Baker Mayfield because he hasn't done anything in his freaking career in the entirety of the of the NFL history. Let me just protect him from any, any form of improvement whatsoever as he is going into his fourth year and he is about to be the third best quarterback in his division when he was drafted significantly higher then the other two quarterbacks besides, excuse me, besides uh, Joe Burrow, because he was drafted number one overall. But, you know, let me just freaking not be better than Lamar, who gets drafted 32nd overall. Or Joe Burrow, who's in his second year and coming off of a horrific ACL injury. Let me be barely better than Big Ben Roethlisberger, who is old, slow, and anemic. Let me, oh yeah, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me then lose to Big Ben Roethlisberger. Again, slow, anemic, average, to below average. Oh yeah, and let me also just be in not even in the same bracket as Lamar Jackson. As Baker Mayfield. That's Baker Mayfield. And the media just wants to protect him. They're just like, let's just protect him like we're, like we're an offensive tackle. Let me just protect him. I said it last year. I said, listen, you know, there was a time where he had gone about a month, a month without throwing a touchdown. And I was like, that's ridiculous. He wants big boy money. He's got to put on his big boy pants and get some hard stuff done. Okay. People want him to be in the same tier as some of these other quarterbacks. And in so, a lot of people, they essentially bog it down and boil it down to one of the worst arguments in the history of pro sports. 
If anyone says this to, to you, if anyone talks to you about Baker Mayfield and asks the question, well, can, can we win a Super Bowl with Baker? Can we win a Super Bowl with Baker? Yes, you can. Do you want to know what else? You can win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, who is a terrible quarterback. You can win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning at the end of his career when he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. You can almost win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. You can almost win a Super Bowl with uh, with Matt Ryan, who actually is like a really, really decent quarterback. Point is, you don't have to be Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. You don't have to be. Even though he does win a lot of Super Bowls, admittedly. Your quarterback doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. It's just one game. And a lot of quarterbacks in this league can win one game. Ask Cooper Rush. Ask Mike White. Two backups. One, two of their games last weekend. You can win with backups. The question that should matter isn't, can I win a Super Bowl with this guy? The question that should matter is, can I win enough games consistently to be able to go to the Super Bowl? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the question that you should be asking yourself. And it is a resounding no. It is a putrid no. As I am watching a DB commit P.I. against Jamar Chase and the refs don't see it. It's no. But the thing that shocks and terrifies me more than anything else is the media's perception of Baker Mayfield and more specifically the defense of Baker Mayfield enter Aditi Kinkabala who I love once again love her but I like I I I got like I there's a lot of wrong with what she's about to say we'll cover it but it's just like at some point Baker has got to produce he cannot just keep on getting lapped by every young quarterback in the NFL, let alone all of the old guys. And let me tell you something. Colin Cowherd had a really, really great segment about it. And he's had a, a great couple of segments about it for the last month or so. I'll say this. Colin Cowherd, you know, don't really quote him. Don't really respond to him. Not. I, I used to be a big fan of him, but now I'm just like, eh. I think some of his, I th- like... It's sad to see somebody just, like, be opinionated for ratings and stuff like that. But regardless, Colin has been on this, and he's been money on this. And, you know, he said for about a month, month and a half, he's been like, listen, man, you know, if I were to take Baker Mayfield, and if I were to put him against Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, you know, um, uh, Tua, you know, Tua and Baker are kind of in that same bracket. You know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, you know, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. It's like there's not a lot of – and he's not better than any of those guys. And worse yet, it's not even close. There's other guys like Daniel Jones and Tua and some of the young guys that have just come into the league. It's just like, oh, okay, maybe maybe Baker is, is, is comparable to these guys, but maybe he's not definitively – better than those guys, right? It's not like you watch Baker Mayfield and you're like, like, yeah, he's significantly better than Mac Jones. It's like, oh, Mac Jones is kind of, it's kind of better than Baker, right? 
let's check out what Aditi Kinkabala has to say about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. And again, this is after me essentially destroying Odell Beckham Jr. for like a hot minute because, again, Odell Beckham Jr. has had a lot of drops. Uh, here we go. Aditi Kinkabala talking about OBJ. Let me turn it down. It's like a Twitter video. It will blast. Let me... Okay, here we go. Bada bing. Bada boom. Because despite whatever Hold reports on. are out there, I have spoken... God, the levels on this video are, like, so weird. It's like, I, like it's pretty loud for you, but it's, like, it's medium because for despite me. despite whatever reports are out there, I have spoken to multiple... Hold on, let me turn off my AC. I literally can't hear anything. Jesus Christ, I thought it was going to be super loud, and it's not at all. By the way, shout out to the weather. I love it cold. Love it cold, because I stay indoors all the time, and I live in the south, so it's, like, it's, like, 70 degrees inside and it's like 60 to 50 outside i'm like cool but it's not it's not a perfect 70 it's like it's a little bit warm it's not a perfect it's getting there it's not a perfect 70 but it's getting there stalling for time i'm waiting for my ac to shut up so that way i can listen to a dd kinkabala tell me that odell beckham jr <clears throat> is at fault in that it's not baker mayfield you know what speaking of baker mayfield First series of the game for Baker. He's coming up. You know what? Let's see how Baker Mayfield does. Because everybody has essentially been saying to me and everybody else, Baker's the guy. Baker's going to bail us out. Baker is the quarterback for the future. Baker's a top 10 guy. Baker will win. Baker is, isn't the problem. It is Odell Beckham Jr. Baker is hurt. I understand that. Let's see if Baker Mayfield can do something for the Browns. First and 10, hand off to Nick Chubb. Big Chubb. Gets 10 yards. Gets 10 yards. Nick Chubb, obviously, the Browns' absolutely fantastic stud of a running back. Is getting 10 yards. For the Browns, first and 10 now, once again, 35-yard line. Baker Mayfield under center. Is it play action? Is it a running play? Baker is hurt. Let's see what they do. Baker Mayfield under center. Trey Hendrickson, he's getting a little bit antsy. He's trying to read the backfield. He comes off the edge. They set up a screenplay. The Cleveland Browns, they try to get something, but the Cincinnati Bengals are all over it. And probably a illegal man downfield situation. It's going to be like... On the Browns. Baker's not happy about that call at all. Let's see it. It's going to be on the Browns. Hold on. What? So, never mind. Um, Refs, they were going to call holding. They were like, eh. Yeah. Why not? Why not not call holding? They were just like, yeah, why not? We're fine. You don't need to call holding. Hey, just hey guys, just just play on. Just play on second and eight. Mayfield in the gun. Motions. Nick Chubb all the way outside. Hey, hey, Cincinnati, figure it out. They got the numbers. Bang, they snap it on Mayfield. Mayfield looks. A lot of time in the pocket. Throws. This is gonna be. I thought it was gonna be incomplete. A strike. He throws a strike. To Nick Chubb. Big Chubb. A lot of time in the pocket. No pressure. Eli Apple. What the hell is he doing out there? J 
just let just lets him just freaking get up the field. They try to bracket the tight end. Hey, hey, Eli, you're outside. You're not inside. First and 10, Baker looks. Quick throw. It's caught. Game of 30 yards. Okay, Baker Mayfield starting to sling it. Starting to wheel it and deal it. Again, I said I'm about to walk into a five-star restaurant like a pimp about to cut up my filet mignon. Cut, not cut, cooked medium rare with a Mexican vanilla milkshake straight out of the Alamo Draft House with a lot of fresh, hot, crisp, crisp, as crisp as you can possibly get them, french fries, steak, fries, milkshake, $5, not $5, five-star restaurant, or I'm about to eat a dirt sandwich. Second and seven, Mayfield handoff, Nick Chubb, alleyway, big alleyway, first down and plenty more deep inside of the Cincinnati Bengals territory. Tackle at the 12 to 13-yard line and the Cleveland Browns fans in attendance because they are in Ohio. They're clapping it up. They're clapping it up. They're excited. They are mucho excitedo. I don't know the um, the Spanish word for excited, but I'll just say words that sound similar. First and ten, Baker handoff, Nick Chubb. Nope. Logan Wilson, one of the better linebackers in the NFL, is there on the stop. It's going to be second and ten. Got to drink more vitamin C. Let me take a swig. Mm. Another one. Mm. All right. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> second and ten. Thirteen-yard line. Of the Bengals, Baker Mayfield. Oh, false start on the Bengals, on the Bears, on the Browns. Too many teams with Bs in them. That left tackle trying to work up against Trey Hendrickson. He had that kick step. He had that kick step trying to defend Baker Mayfield like freaking the media tries to defend Baker Mayfield. It's Jedrick Wills. <clears throat> Has a Jesus tattoo. The size of my face on his right bicep. Has the freaking, you know has literally a face of Jesus on his right arm, plus crosses on freaking a hill. It's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, that's a Jesus tattoo. Second and 15. Bang, they snap into Mayfield. Quick throw. It's caught. Austin Hooper. Like 10 yards. <clears throat> it was third and 15, so it's not a first down, but it's pretty damn close. As Baker Mayfield really... Starting to rub it in my face. It's 7-7. Seven seven. The Bengals had scored a touchdown early. They've been moving the football up and down the football field on Cleveland's defense. But then to make matters worse, now Cleveland's starting to get going a little bit. Baker Mayfield's starting to wheel a deal out there. Okay. 7-7 seven seven at the uh, at the break. End of the first quarter. I really want to see if Baker can, can, really, can really do something here. All right. All right, here we go now. Here we go. As Baker and the Browns, they'll break the huddle. They're sending somebody back in the locker room here. Bengals, they've got to get a stop. They motion the back number 30 back inside the backfield. Let's see if they freaking get something here. Nope. 
They're not going to run it. They're going to throw it. Baker just overthrew the shit out of his tight end. <laughs> they th- he overthrows his like That's an auto Beckham Jr. play. And no, wait, they threw a flag. They threw a flag. I was like, he just threw, I was like, he just overthrew the shit out of his tight end. Oh my God. Then the Bengals. They have some type of a hold, I'm guessing. Or pass interference. It's the bad officiating crew that officiated the Cowboys against the Vikings. On the safety, Ricardo Allen. You know what? They can't call in on Jamar Chase, but they sure can call in on the safety. And he's got a fistful of his freaking jersey. This should be easy money for the Browns here. They should just run it in here. It's literally it at the end of the game. <clears throat> Not at the end of the game. Literally, all they have to do is just run the football here. They're in the gun now. And Joku one on one with the linebacker. Fade. Oh, wait. Maybe a false start. No. Ooh. That's a nice bro- that's a nice broken up pass by the linebacker. 5-1. Bailey at the one yard line. I was like, is this gonna be a run play? And then they motioned the back out. And then I was just like, oh, it's gonna be a fade because you have one on one with Njoku. And I was just like, perfectly thrown ball. If you like back shoulder fades, I don't. I mean, really, it's not even perfectly thrown because somehow it's not high enough and it's away from his body, so he has to extend to reach out. It's it's actually way more favorable for the linebacker than for the uh, the tight end, so they just run it in. Do they get it? I think they did. Unlike second and goal. Okay. Yeah, they got it. Okay. Cool. Now I get to... Play the Aditi Kinkabala clip. So again, going back to what I was originally talking about before Baker Mayfield stepped out onto the football field and he had a pretty decent series. Essentially, Aditi Kinkabala will come to his defense and she will say a bunch of nice things about Baker and she will say a bunch of disparaging thing about... <clears throat> excuse me, disparaging things about Odo Beckham Jr. And I will be your guide. I will break it down. Let me sit down here. And we'll talk about it. Here we go. Aditi Kinkabala, NFL Network, beat writer for the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers. Great journalist. I just think she had a bad take, and I think I think that's okay. I have a ton of bad takes. I think that's okay. But you know, gotta gotta talk about the bad takes. Here we go. Aditi Kinkabala, NFL Network. Talking about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. Because despite whatever reports are out there, I have spoken to multiple people in this building, Andrew, who said it's not that hard. If Odell... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me pause it. Let me give you a little bit of context here. So, essentially, this was directly after, if you can remember, this was a couple of days, I think, after the trade. So, essentially, Odell Beckham Jr., he wanted to get the bleep out of Cleveland. He was sick. He was tired. He was like, get me out of here. Trade me. And so they were like, we will trade you. But they wanted a package for him the same. Like, I don't know exactly. I think she even said like, I think she goes into it, but I'll say it anyways, just in case if she doesn't. But she says that they wanted a package similar to DeAndre Hopkins and Stefan Gilmore. Now, the problem with that is that not Stefan Gilmore, excuse me, Stefan Diggs. Problem with saying that is that both of those players commanded respectfully significantly different trade packages, okay? Um, 
DeAndre Hopkins got traded for essentially a second and a third round draft pick while being a top 10 wideout in the NFL. And Stephon Diggs got two first round draft picks and I think something else um, from the Bills, even though he was essentially similar to DeAndre Hopkins in positional value. Like he, they're both top 10 wideouts in the NFL. So in both of those cases for both of those teams, the Bills and the Vikings, obviously, like there were significantly different packages that the two teams respectfully got or had to give up. And so when she says like they wanted a Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins trade package, I'm like, it's two different like compensations. My guess is the Browns, they wanted multiple first round draft picks or a first round draft pick for Odell Beckham Jr. Teams laughed in their face um, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when they asked for that and they said, no, we'll just wait for you guys to cut them or to, uh, or to release them because any team that gives up an, o a, uh, a first round draft pick for Odell is ridiculous, especially because he's injury prone now. So didn't say Odell Beckham Jr. Doesn't have his issues or his deficiencies. I've been pretty clear on them. However, still think he's one of the best wideouts when he's playing on a good team. Now, with all that being said, that's essentially one of the main things, one of the main issues that kind of um, stopped the Cleveland Browns from trading Odell Beckham Jr. Odell gets the, um, sends out the thing from his father and LeBron tweets him, tweets at him and says, you'll be the same guy again one of these days or whatever, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and so because of all this stuff, the Cleveland Browns, they send Odell Beckham Jr.'s ass home for like two days straight and then they decided to release him so that's essentially what she's um kind of going to reference here in the early parts of this conversation and then she'll get into the more like egregious stuff here okay here we go because despite whatever reports are out there, I have spoken to multiple people in this building, Andrew, who said it's not that hard. If Odell Beckham Jr. really wants to be here, he would pick up the phone and call his quarterback. He would pick. Okay, so uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just let this play through. Excuse me. Let me rewind a little bit, and then let me play through. Odell Beckham Jr. really wants to be here. He would pick up the phone and call his quarterback. He would pick up the phone and call his head coach. He would have perhaps told his father, take down that video. Maybe he would have even told LeBron James to back off and let him fight his own fight. Same same way, right? That Baker Mayfield's wife goes out and like tweets out a whole bunch of different stuff, right? Same way. Same way, right? You know, because it's not like his wife just goes out. Love his wife. Love, love how, you know, she asks his back and every, everything like that. But it's like the exact same way, right? Not to say that, you know, Odell Beckham Jr.'s father is his wife or LeBron is his wife or whatever. But, I mean, it's his family and friends coming out in his defense. Like, it's the same way, right? It's like, you know, Baker's wife has implied that it's not his fault, that it's his team's fault, right? Not saying both, not saying Odell's right, not saying Baker's right. I'm just saying they're both wrong, okay? I'm not here to pick sides. I'm here to tell you the truth, okay? Oh, and by the way, like, I love how the first thing that she said was, he should call his quarterback. I'm like, okay, so you're admitting that it's Baker's fault that he's not there. It's not the GM's fault or the coach's. It's Baker because Baker doesn't want him there. Let's just keep it a buck. Okay, let's continue forward. 
actually wants to be here, he would pick up the phone and call his quarterback. He would pick up the phone and call his head coach. He would have perhaps told his father, take down that video. Maybe he would have even told LeBron James to back off and let him fight his own fight. So the thing is, is that the Browns players right now are saying, sure, yes, if he wants to be here, if he can help us, yeah, we'll take him back because that is the path of least resistance. What now, keep in mind, right? Browns at this point are four and four. You know, they should really be six and two, probably, probably really should be six and two. And um, they're a 500 football team. They're kind of struggling to um, to compete in the playoffs. They're struggling to compete with the Bengals, and they're they have a significantly better roster than the Bengals. And I'm watching for I'm watching Joe Burrow right now. It's the second quarter. Joe Burrow is moving the football up and down the field against the Browns. It's 14 to seven. Really, it should be seven to seven. Um, one of his running backs just dropped a first down pass. Yikes. Just dropped it. They're going for it on fourth and three, by the way. Yeah, just just run it with the back. Joe Mixon. But yeah, like a six and two team is four and four. And freaking here we are now. Where Aditi Kinkabal is telling me that it's not Odell's fault. It's, or excuse me, it's not Baker Mayfield's fault. Even though his family has essentially done the exact same thing. It is, it is uh, Odell's fault or whatever, even though I just, I just saw P.I. be committed against the defense and the refs and call it again, but regardless. Anyways, continue court. What else are they going to say right now? This is a team that under Kevin Stefanski does its best to stay as level and as focused as they possibly can. Kevin Stefanski yesterday saying that this team is desperate for a win was basically the most volatile thing that Stefanski has said in two years. I really hope not. <laughs> like, I, I really, really hope not. Um, because, uh, like, like I mean, it's it's very obvious. You you need to win. Like, that's the most volatile thing you guys have said in, like, the last two years? Really? Like, I hope there's more. Continuing. That's being said to drive that point home that this right now is a four and four team that's in the bottom of a very, very tight division and needs to keep its eye on the prize. But I can assure you of this, Andrew, if there's Baker just hit Donovan Peoples Jones for a touchdown. I'm about to eat dirt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm eating dirt right now. I'm like, he just hit Donovan Peoples Jones for a fucking like absolutely beautiful touchdown. It's 20 to seven right now for the Browns. And I'm like, I think I'm about to eat dirt. <clears throat> Hell, I'm six feet under. Why not make it seven? Let's continue forward. Any sense that there's a team Baker or a team Odell here? There's just not. There's not one person that I have talked to that even doubts the ability of Baker Mayfield to lead this team. This can actually be a strong circle. The so let me just pause and let me rewind. So Aditi Kingabala goes on this nice little diatribe about how there is no team Odell, there's no team Baker. And then she says the team has full confidence in Odell or excuse me, in Baker Mayfield um, that he can lead this team to victory or da 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 da. And I'm like, notice how she didn't say that the team doesn't have any faith in, uh, in Odell Beckham Jr. For coming back. And it's just like, listen, man, 
there's been obvious discourse on whether or not Odell Beckham Jr. is liked in the locker room. And it's very obvious that he's not, at least in this locker room, because he wants out and he doesn't like Baker Mayfield, as do I. I don't like Baker Mayfield that much. So people are like on the Browns, they're like, oh, well, like you don't like our quarterback. You don't like our guy. We'll fucking, we'll, we'll win without you and we'll play tough and we'll go up against a team that really shouldn't be five and three. Really, the Bengals should, they, I mean, they should be four and four. But really a team that should have a losing record or an average record. And um, they're like, you know, what? we're going to get up for this team. We're going to beat the Browns or we're going to beat the Bengals. We're going to beat them. We'll see what happens when they face off against the Ravens like next week as well. But the Browns, though, like, you know what? Odell, he's not our guy. He's not our quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. And um, we'll freaking ride with Baker Mayfield. And we won't ride with Odell. Continuing forward. Not one person that I have talked to that even doubts the ability of Baker Mayfield to lead this team. This can actually be a strong circle the wagons galvanizing moment for this team. And I'll leave you with one other thing here, Andrew. The Browns run a rhythm and timing offense. That means that every everybody does. <laughs> I'm like, like I love how everybody. Like some people are like, you know what? The Browns, the uh, the Raiders, whatever. They run a rhythm and timing offense. Players have got to be in a specific situation at a specific time, and it's like every everybody runs that type of an offense. Like, what type of an offense do you think that most? Like, what do you think NFL players do? That they just run out on the football field and then they just run around and they're like, hey, you know, I can be open in five seconds. And it's just like, well, hey, man, freaking, um, you know, uh, Shaq Barrett can freaking be there in three and he'll decapitate me in three and a half and he'll dance on my body on four. Like you better get open within two seconds. Within really, in some cases, like one second to one and a half seconds. It's like, you're not getting open quick, bro. Um, I'm not throwing you the football because I'm going to get decapitated. That's ridiculous. To say that your offense is a rhythm and timing offense when like literally every other offense in the league is. Like every offense in the league is. Browns run a rhythm and timing offense. That means that Baker Mayfield throws to a specific spot at a specific time. Just because... No, he doesn't. Like, let's, like, let's, just, uh, let's just be clear on that. No, he does not. Like, their offense isn't that sophisticated where they're just like, yeah, you know what? We just, Andrew Marchase just had another fumble. I'm about to eat a lot of dirt, aren't I? They're about to go up by three scores. There's just another, I again, I said, you know what? I'm digging myself a deep hole. I'm digging it. I'm digging myself a deep hole. Why not? Why not? See how much I care. I don't care. You think I give a crap? I don't give a damn. Jamar Chase just fumbled it. I mean, after, I don't know how awesome he's been. The Browns are about to get another possession. And Baker Mayfield is about to get on the football field and make me eat dirt again. I don't care. I'll dig myself a, uh, I'll dig myself a even freaking deeper hole. Watch me. Watch me. I forgot what a Didi Kikabala said. This is going great for me. Field throws to a specific spot at a... Yeah, so she's talking about rhythm and timing. Specific time. Just because you see a receiver who maybe looks open on the field, that may not... Hold on, let me <clears throat> let me also just rewind this. So this is, again, covering for Baker Mayfield. 
and the Cleveland Browns offense. And yeah, I know how much of an idiot I look right now. I don't mind it. I know how stupid I look when the Browns are winning against the Bengals 21 to 7. I get it. I look pretty stupid right now. Just wait. Give it a nice couple of more weeks. Just give it a just give it some time. I know I'll look stupid today, but I won't look stupid in about a week when Baker Mayfield has to go up against uh some competition that won't t- turn the football over like in like two times in one quarter. Excuse me. Continuing forward with Aditi King Kamala. The Browns run a rhythm and timing offense. That means that Baker Mayfield throws to a specific spot at a specific time. Just because you... No, he doesn't, by the way. ...a receiver who maybe looks open on the field... Is open on the field, and he missed him. He missed Austin Hooper in the first quarter um, on the... Uh, on uh, the. Uh, it wasn't a fade. It was like a, a deep crossing route. He missed him completely. It was a terrible throw. Missed him. That may not be the spot that he's supposed to be in at the time that he's supposed to be there. So, okay. So this is a really, really bad argument by a lot of people who want to defend bad quarterbacks. Okay. So this is why you're supposed to go through your progressions. Okay. So when you see pre-snap, and this is what Man and I was watching the uh, the Manning broadcast last night as I got in, got back into town and I was like, let me finish off watching some football that I recorded. This is why you go through your progressions as a NFL player. Okay. You go through your progressions for this exact reason, because sometimes players are open who you don't think are open initially, and they become open as the play progresses and things of that nature. And so that way you can hit them even though you're not supposed to, even though they're nowhere you know, they, they may not necessarily be where they're supposed to be. And by the way, that really doesn't happen. Like, it's not like um, a receiver will run like, who's supposed to run like a nine route, runs like a deep crossing route that will literally fuck up the entire structure and continuity of your route combination. It'll essentially result in, in like a dead play because the defense, like if you have two receivers on one side of the football field, like if, if you have two receivers that are lined up on, um, on the inside, or, like if you have one lined up on the right, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I just watched a guy pitch pitch a ball backwards, almost fumble it. I was just like, oh my God, what are they doing? Sorry about that. But it's like, if you have two receivers essentially run a nine route, that's a go route. Like, it'll clog up the defense. It'll, it'll, it'll put more defenders on that side of the football, making it a harder throw because even though, you know, DBs are very, very bad at at, you know, at judging where a ball is and judging how to, you know, judging how to make a play on the ball and things of that nature. Like, they aren't so bad that they won't be able to be able to, like, make a play on the football to break up the pass if there's two DBs literally on the exact same side of the football field. So, like, again, like, this whole concept of receivers aren't in the right position, it's just like, well, if they aren't in the right position, then... It would ruin the whole structure of the route combinations to begin with. And then on top of that, it's on the quarterback to go through his progressions. Continuing forward. Just because you see a receiver who maybe looks open on the field, that may not be the spot that he's supposed to be in at the time that he's supposed to be there. There are always two sides to one story. And if only one side is posting things to social media, let's remember. Two sides. Apparently, by the way, and this is weird. 
Colin Cowherd even reported that, like, apparently Baker Mayfield was supposed to, like, apparently he's not even supposed to engage with Colin Cowherd anymore. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I get it. Colin uh, is gives significantly unfair treatment to Baker Mayfield. I get that. Yes, I'm I'm one of the many people. I stopped watching him because of that. So I get it. I get that, right? What I don't get is is Baker like engaging with it and it's just like like you know that he's not going to give you a fair shake. You're like don't engage. But then he apparently had to be told by the Cleveland PR staff, "Don't engage with this guy. He's he's trolling you essentially." It's very weird. But yes, Baker, like, I love how Aditi at the end of this, I'll play this one more time. I love how she's just like, there's two sides to every story, even if one side doesn't post anything. And it's like, Baker's wife posts, like, shit about him every single day. She's probably tweeting about him right fucking now. Are you kidding me? The spot that he's supposed to be in at the time that he's supposed to be there. There are always two sides to one story. And if only one side is posting things to social media. Both sides. Remember, there could be another side. So that's the Aditi Kinkabala situation. Mm. As I take a delicious swig of my lemonade. <clears throat> God. But yes, that's that's Baker Mayfield. That is Baker Mayfield. That's the whole story about him. I'm eating a lot of dirt right now. It's 24 to 7. So that's fantastic. Um, They're losing by double digits. This is the Bengals. I think the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow just threw another interception. It was a deflection off of his wide receiver. Looks like this isn't the Bengals day. And it's like, again, dude. Um, this just isn't my last two weeks where it's like literally all of my picks are just going awry. Like I can't even like Dallas. What was the final score for Dallas? Dallas lost 30 to 16 today. Uh, thankfully somebody came through for me. The, uh, the crappy dolphins beat the crappy Texans 17 to nine. Tyrod Taylor in his first game back for the Texans threw three interceptions Ravens barely beat the Vikings 34 to, to um to 31. Lamar Lamar had two interceptions. And granted he had three touchdowns, but I mean he had two intercept he had, Lamar Jackson was on one. He had 266 yards on the uh, in the air and then he had an additional 120 on the ground. Yikes. I'll say that Lamar deserves the MVP. He's probably not going to get it even though his team is like 6 and 2 right now. Holy but Jesus, man. Oh my god. That guy, he's cooking. He's cooking, dudes. Oh, my God. Pats beat the uh, the Panthers 24-6. to uh, Stephon Gilmore had an interception against his former football team's quarterback in Mac Jones, Dumac Town. Bills. What? They lost to the Jags. Six to nine. Ugh. Oh my God. What a disaster of a weekend. I hate this weekend. Oh my God. What about the Saints? The Saints lost to the Falcons. 
I mean, granted, they don't have Jameis Winston, but still, they lost to the Falcons. It's like, goodness gracious. 27-25, bro. Yuck. Yuck. And then the Giants beat the Raiders. The Giants beat the Raiders. Oh my god. I like burped and had a spasm all throughout my body. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. Why did all of the good teams lose today? It's like all the backup quarterbacks won last week and then all the good teams lost today. I don't get it. Just don't understand it. Oh, God. Um, let me find my notes page. Filled with, like, all of my game day predictions here. Oh, God. What, what's one of the games that I got? Oh, Chargers at Eagles. Packers versus Chiefs. We're actually watching that. Okay, so... so okay, good. Okay, I was like, so... There is some return to normalcy as the uh, the Chargers are beating the Eagles 7-0. to zero. Okay. I'm like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what about the Cardinals? I don't even know who the Cardinals are playing against. Who are they? 49ers. Okay. So I, I expect this game to go in the way of the Cardinals, please. Okay. I will keep you posted and tuned into that. And yes, we will. Okay. Yes, we will. Um... Okay. I'm, I'm like. What? I'm like literally watching. Hold on. I'm like on Twitter right now. Right. And I saw like Terry Bradshaw was trending and I was like, oh God, this can't be good. It's like, why is Terry Bradshaw trending? I was so, I was so worried for like, for like a hot minute. And then I was just like, oh, he's just talking about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Whew. Okay. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the Browns. Yes, we will talk about Aaron Rodgers and his um his whole what was he talking about? Um the whole thing about how he lied about being vaccinated and I have no idea how he's not suspended. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea how that's not a thing, but I don't know. We'll talk about it like in a hot minute. Also, by the by, you know, as we get to Sunday night football, right, we'll get into, obviously, the Rams and the Titans and things of that nature. Interesting story coming out of Rams land. Uh, the Broncos traded Von Miller. And when I heard of that, I was like, free win for the Cowboys, and 30-16 uh, to 16 happened. But no, um, when I heard and saw that, I was like, playoff chances are done. They're gone, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, they're still semi-ended, I guess. In it, I guess. But, I mean, 
I still think they're not going to the playoffs. And my question kind of is now, are the Broncos not going to fire Vic Fangio after this season? Like, honestly, how are they not going to fire one of their, like one of the most overrated head coaches in the league? That's one of the things that I'm just like, that, that, that kind of signaled to me. I'm just like, wait, are you guys not firing Vangio? This is his defense. This is his scheme. So you guys aren't going to the playoffs and you're not firing Vangio? What? That that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I was like, so you guys are just going to do nothing again. That's That's your plan. Just, hey, just nothing. Hey, we're not drafting a quarterback. Oh, okay. Hey, we're not going to uh, to help out our offensive line. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, we're not going to um uh to not draft a corner. We're going to draft a corner. We're going to trade for a corner. Then the corner that we traded for, we're not really going to use that much. And then we're probably going to move off of that corner and uh, at the end of the season, excuse me. And then we're probably going to draft a quarter quarterback in a very very bad quarterback draft. That's, that's their plan. Or at least that's what their plan seems to be at this time and date. I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, um, Broncos are a mess. And yeah, like, yeah, I know. They beat the Cowboys. I, I get it. I get it. Yes, they beat the Cowboys. They can join their license. They beat the Cowboys. But um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I'm just like, I myself am not that worried about it, you know? Them beating the Cowboys. But I am worried for the Broncos because I'm like, they fucking... And then on top of that, I don't know. Is Micah Parsons... Yeah, I think Micah's better than Sertan right now. Because he can play defensive end. Even though I love Patrick Sertan. It's close. If Micah couldn't play defensive end and if he didn't get so many tackles for a loss against the um the Vikings, I don't know if Micah would probably. I, I don't know. I love Patrick Sertan. You know what? I would still draft Patrick Sertan because I don't necessarily know if everybody can use Micah the way that the Cowboys can use him. So Whereas, like, just draft Patrick Sertan and put him at corner and then you're fine. Which apparently they like Patrick Sertan so much that they're like, yeah, um, he's our he's our corner. He's our number one corner. They're just like, yeah, it is what it is. Broncos are like, okay, we don't care. I don't care. Hopefully, Evan McPherson, we're about to go down to halftime for the Bengals versus the, uh, the Browns here. I'm like, please, Evan McPherson, hit a field goal. Please hit a field goal. I need this. It's like 24 to 7. There's been so many turnovers and stall drives for the Browns, or excuse me, for the Bengals. It's like almost three turnovers, and it's just like, they're not going to get the ball back in the second half. He hits it. Okay, good. The Browns are getting the ball in the second half. Bengals will play defense, which defense has been kind of suspect, but we'll kind of see what happens. Oh, my God. As I like fast forward through the rest of this <clears throat> okay 
All right. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. Let me kind of like cool off here. It's hard to be like red hot and then like cool down. And then apparently the the Browns went three and out and the Bengals, they got the ball back. What? Oh my God. Joe. Joe, please bail me out. Please bail me out. I feel like I just got arrested for drunk driving and I need like a parent to bail me out. Like Joe, I feel like Joe's my parent or my friend. Like, you know, I promise I won't drink it ever again. You know, I promise I won't do any of that stuff ever again. I just need, you know, a cool, I've never been bailed out of prison. So I'm assuming it's like, it's gotta be like a thousand dollars, right? I don't know. I'm not I, like, I'm not, again, I'm not, I've never been bailed out of prison before. How much is bailout? How much is like the lowest? You can't be bailed out of jail for like $50. That just seems like a lot of like issue. How much does bail cost? You can't. That's like 2,500 can be as low as 2,500. Okay. I was like, it's, it's gotta be like a thousand dollars. Otherwise it's like, you know, what's the, uh, what's the trouble here? You know, like, why are we? <laughs> I'm like, why are we booking this guy? Goodness gracious. Like, why are we hassling, not hassling, but harassing this guy? This seems like a waste of time. No, it's like $2,500. Hey, Joe, can you spot me a cool $2,500? I'll pay you back in kindness and friendship and love and admiration. Bail me out of jail, please. Joe, bail me out of this terrible situation that I put myself in. I promise I'll never do it ever again. He's like, all right, 24. Second and six for the Bengals. I don't even, I was about to say, is it like, was I, like what formation? Oh my God. That's why you need a fucking left tackle, Bengals. Miles Garrett comes off the edge, destroys freaking um, Joe Burrow's left tackle. I was watching Aiden Hutchinson this morning. And I was like, I was looking at people's mock drafts because I'm always in a, uh, a drafting mood. I'm always in like, you know, a freaking, uh, I'm always in like that mindset of like drafting or whatever and having mock drafts. And I already saw like people put Aiden Hutchinson as like a top five player. And I was just like, dude, he got one sack last night against Indiana. And that was like literally at the end of the game when it didn't matter. And I was just like. No, this guy's not like a top five pick overall. Are you guys fucking insane? Jesus Christ. Jamar Chase tries to like run on a quick little screen for like a first down on like third and 11 after Joe Burrow got sacked and <clears throat> he didn't get it. Joe had to get that thing out quick. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Baker Mayfield lost this game. <laughs> now I'm just hating on Baker. All right. Now it's like, now it's gone from like legitimate criticism to, oh, I'm just hating. I'm just hating. All right. Let me, let me reel it back in. Let me fucking reel it. Let me be a professional. Let me be, you know, 24, all that good stuff. Like, cause right now I'm kind of just being a, a, a freaking jerk. <clears throat> But no, I'm like, he's trending. He is trending 
madly, and I am so curious. It's like it's like seeing a, a gigantic box on Christmas Eve, and it's just like you're just curious. You're like, what's in the box? What's in the box? You know, like, is it is it something that I asked for? Is it the big is it the big present that I wanted, or is it you know a box of socks? I'm not gonna lie, I love socks, but you know, especially holiday socks. It's Baker, oh my God, is it a box of socks? Baker just. I don't know what the hell he just did. He just on a screenplay threw it in the dirt. How do you throw a how do you how do you throw a football in the dirt on a screenplay? On a screenplay. Okay. I don't know how he screwed that one up, but he did. Baker. Second and 10. Mayfield. I see it now. I get it now. So, what I'm seeing right now, okay, Cleveland um, has an awesome running game. And this is the weird dichotomy of Kevin Stefanski, right? So, Cleveland, right, awesome running game. Kareem Hunt, great running back. Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in the in the NFL, right? There are times where Cleveland will line up out wide with Nick Chubb, and it's like an empty set. And I'm like, why are they empty? As Nick Chubb, I think, just sealed it. Yeah, Nick Chubb just fucking sealed it. I have a rule. I feel like I should implore it right now. If a team goes up by three scores or more, I start to fast forward. And uh, Nick Chubb just like ran off like a... 70 80 yard run he just put up the deuces and he hit the fucking jets and he was like i'm gone but yeah um people have been complaining about kevin stefanski and how stefanski will like do the weirdest of things where like stefanski will be like yeah i'm i'm going to um to be in an empty set in an empty formation and by the way on that play before Cincinnati called a timeout, and I'm like, why are you guys calling a timeout? It's an empty set. Empty formation. But yeah, they'll call, they being um, Cleveland, they'll be like, yeah, we want an empty formation, and we won't even disguise that we're going to throw the football. We'll just be an empty, we'll be in the gun, and who cares? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. Like, you should never just be in an empty formation. That, like, literally makes no sense. But, yeah, that's what Cleveland was in before they scored a touchdown, and I think Joe Burrow just threw another interception. Did he seriously just... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yep. Um, Joe Burrow's not coming with that 2,500 anytime soon. <laughs> like, he can't even bail himself out of problems. Uh, yep. Yep, looks like I'm going to be... Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, looks like I'm stuck in uh, prison for a, another hour or so, for another day or so. That was fun. Watching, like, all of my picks go to hell. It's that Sam Houston quote, you all can go to hell, I'll go to Texas. And it's just like, oh, shit. On the receiving end of that. It's 34 to 10. It's like, okay. I guarantee you they don't do this against... I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm a degenerate gambler, man. 
I'm like, you know what? I'm already down bad enough, but I'm just, you know, I'm just freaking in it to win it. I'm in it for, I'm just interested in being like being and getting the dumbest person award on the planet. I'm just like, you know what guys, let me get, let me freaking double it up. Let me get in freaking, <laughs> let me double, let me freaking double my freaking issues and my problems. Who cares? I don't care. God. Down by 24. Shout out. Or maybe just poetic justice. Let me just check uh, the the thing here. I'm going to see why, uh, why Baker is trending here. Uh, I can't find it. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyways, sorry about that. I'm just reading some stuff here. But God, oh my God, Baker Mayfield. There's no way they screw this up. It's 34 to 16. They're down by 18. That's still three scores. They, I think they went for uh, the two-point conversion. And yeah, I mean, there's just no time. It's like the fourth quarter. Yeah, there's just no time. Yeah. They missed the field goal. This is the Browns. They missed the field goal. So now they don't go up by an even larger margin. Yeah. I think the Browns have it here. Joe's trying to push. I think he got sacked. It's third and 15. Gets a flag. It's on Cincinnati. Third and 25. Fourth down. They're going to punt. Wow. Coward. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, wait, wait, wait. No. Yeah. They run the fake, the fake punt. Ugh, Zach Taylor. Ugh. Ugh. Zach Taylor, you disgust me. Oh, my God. Yep, looks like the uh, the Browns are going to win this. I don't mind eating dirt. I don't mind eating dirt. But do you want to know what else? My time will come. My time in the sun will come. I will be freaking... I will be better because of this. I I will be better. Like I'm saying that more to try and convince myself. Yeah, the final score of the game is like 41 to 16. Oh, they're going up against the Patriots next weekend. Should I pick the Patriots over them? Yes. Like now I just want to do that to spite to spite the Browns. CBS even took the game off the pro, the podcast, not the podcast. What am I doing? The, uh, the broadcast because they were like, yeah, I mean, this this, this ass-whooping is confirmed. The Browns are going to win. They're like, 24, you screwed up. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. You don't have to rub it in. Anyways, um, I'm peacing out for today. Nope, not for today, but for um, right now, we will watch Aaron Rodgers. Oh, excuse me, Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers has COVID and he lied about it. Uh, we'll talk about that. And um, the uh, the Green Bay Packers here in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen, twenty four podcast.